to the salt of the streets coming at you every week with this food for thought hope you're ready to eat with everything going on in this nation we need some information and we in yep thank you for joining us thank you for bringing back everybody we are salt of the streets my name is donovan i'm colin and we are happy to have you here joining us on our youtube.com slash salt of the streets we also have our instagram our facebook and our patreon.com all at salt of the streets we also have our personal social media i am at salt of the street on twitter and at alpaca underscore donovan on instagram at colin is a big boy off you on both of those things you can find all this at salt of the streets.com i want to thank location skate shop and of course swell blended if you need a haircut if you want to watch some gaming go to lexi kyle on twitch she was just live last night she's really getting back yeah. after it lately she'll be back live again here probably in a couple hours yep if you need some cakes go to leggings and aprons check out the work there she will be back working in just a few months best cakes and that is all with that we're going to enter the grab bag we're talking about farming a little bit colin and i are farming small scale farming, farming backyard farming growing food self-sufficiency really is probably a better way to put it and Something really we were talking about kale because really kale is kale. legit yeah um it's something that we're getting more into obviously i've done kind of the garden updates for the last mm -hmm. two or three years probably of the some of the stuff that we've grown and i'm gonna probably do some more of that this year as things get kicking off we can do we can talk go. about gardening i'm gonna grab my plants so i could show them because they're starting to see oh yeah okay yeah we'll, we'll probably i'm sure we'll both do some stuff like that but that's something we're both getting into so colin has his little garden he's got his seedlings that he's going to get there and one of skyrim is on the menu tonight that's what lexi kyle says so carolina is going to be streaming some skyrim so especially if you're into skyrim go and check that out she's very good very entertaining of course she's beautiful so colin has his plants now oh, okay snap. oh damn okay so let's uh tall boys do give colin boys. a solo cam look at that so you remember uh last weekend we they got together we recorded the uh the review, review. preview and all that so be sure to be watching out for that on sunday tomorrow 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 um preview, preview. yeah that's gonna be out amazing but yeah I, I had just planted these right before you had gotten here and within a week 90 percent are like going i'm like oh shit i gotta get my act together outside <laughs> so tomorrow we're gonna be hitting up the homer depot and getting a couple last things so i can uh finish off all the beds and Get all these bad boys in the ground here in a few days. Excellent. They're starting to get there. We got a comment on our <laughs> our ad went through, you know, <laughs> and there's a woman who obviously our ad came up and she left laughing emojis on our um, on our ad. Is and that a good sign or a bad sign? It's not good. Her, <laughs> her her Twitter handle is back black butterfly seventy five hundred, and her page says third page someone out there or instagram doesn't like what i say hashtag pro black a red heart a black heart a green heart pro pro black hashtag pro black is an anti-white hashtag old school music hashtag sapiosexual oh sapio um a wedding ring hashtag empath hashtag pisces uh like a circle with a a slash through it a red one times four x i don't know what that means um, it's it's a lot is what that is one i know one of these posts say you know all the money white people made from slave labor you wonder where did all that go okay so she doesn't like what we have to say no sir um, no we don't we said that the radical left is doing all that bad shit go on and, and, and that's her yeah exactly we we have um well we also said that we've been called radical racist so i'm sure that yeah. she's like 
Y'all motherfuckers are racist. So <laughs> go out and check our first ad. It's out there on Instagram. We're going to see what that does for us over the next. I think I did $30 for six days or some shit. So we'll see what that does for us. <laughs> We're um, gonna, we are literally paying Instagram to send us hate comments. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. It's so good. Um, <laughs> but. But we're out here, so yeah, we're talking about we're talking about kale. Um, yes, and kale is one of the things we had two rows of kale that we started last year, just because I do kale shakes. That's like that's my big. I don't really like to yeah. eat vegetables that much. The boy eats kale uh, shakes too, from the sounds of it, right? Shake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we share them. So yeah, I don't really like vegetables from being a kid and like being forced to eat them and not liking them, and so I just don't like them as an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so... I I fucking love. I have learned to love vegetables, man. I'm sure all of them. And I'm sure when all this shit them. pops off, and all I have You'll is learn. vegetables and rice and like canned chicken. I'll no, really bro, enjoy I'm a pro hunter. But... I'll make sure you have protein. That's fine. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to hunt too. And when the when the shit yep. pops off, I don't care regulation. Yeah. I'm just gonna go capping shit. There's right. fucking deers that run around keyboard. I don't give a fuck. And, and I. I will need to teach you how to walk through the woods, though. Oh, I am. That became very evident that I'm both of y'all so need some big. work. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> I'm so big, and Jake is so lanky. Yes. You know? Last week, what Colin was referring to, quick aside, this is the grab bag. We're out here. Um, we did some. We're not in the military. Colin was in the military, but we did like some small unit tactics training yeah. last week. Went out into some woodsy area that we have, lots of woodsy area around here. And so at first, we did. Some war games type of shit. Colin sit up on top of a hill, and Jake and I snuck up on him. He fucking yeah, murked everybody, blasted uh-huh. Jake in the back of the face. But I, I absolutely, you, I didn't know you were there. I, I will say that much. I did not know. I well. felt pretty good about that. Yeah, um, I was not afraid to get down and dirty and i did i crawled up half that hill just on my belly i just proned it up half that hill johnny come crawling out the back door how big i know how big i am i know how big i am so i know that like if i want to hide on this hill did you have your backpack on no okay ditch the pack because i know packs turtle shell oh yeah and i also know that if we were in that same situation i'm taking that shit off i don't need it right now you know I got I got the plate carrier on, so I have ammunition. I have a med kit. I have things that I need right yeah. now. Um, so yeah, we used our radios and we snuck up there. Yeah, Jake Jake got his ass killed, but <laughs> I would have quickly avenged his death and got the fuck out of there. Oh. Used you both as a loot drop and got home. And oh, um, dude, I would I would try. I would have had to try and take Jake's body back, but um, <laughs> and then we we just 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 did some movies. I, li- stuff, I like but, the fact you're taking Jake's body back. Not I mean, if you're an enemy combatant, I'm leaving your ass there. I don't need <laughs> that shit. I might hide you somewhere, but. I'm, yeah, at least he has a loop. I know if, if shit pops off, we're gonna be on the same side. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. So that's good. I'll to know. bring you home too. Yeah, because you're ruthless. Apparently, if it's that me, was, you know. it was a good time though, man. It yes. really was. Yeah. Um, More of that in the future for yeah. sure. That second kind of like operation we did, where I was just like posted up. Yes, and I was like, "Can you guys sneak up to the through hill the woods. through the woods, thick woods?" And I'll just say. You cannot no. sneak through the woods. It's but a- I will teach you. I will teach you, young Padawan, much like I have taught you about about the freedom of gun ownership. <laughs> <laughs> you should see how thick that is, bro. It was tough. Yeah, I, but, I can only imagine. Yeah. I, I hate fucking hunting in this area because you can't get – You there's no escaping it. It's right. just going to be loud. Yeah. But there's a few tips and tricks that I can't wait to tell you guys. Yes, so. no, but it does stand. We absolutely were mm-hmm. louder than hell. So we will we will do more work on that for sure. Um plant self-sufficiency so yes. we did the kale last year and i didn't know anything about it i just like kale so we just did that and did two long rows of it in one end of like the u-shaped garden that we have 
and it survived all winter and it produced all winter and we took kale off of it all winter and it even made new plants and that's one of the ones that we gave you um so that's one of the plants you got kale yeah apparently is just a it's a superfood superfood super, food, super yeah. plant yeah, yeah. so yeah i'm really it. excited because i've I've been. I have this guy on YouTube that I watch, and he's like a big backyard home gardener type guy. And okay. he's just he's got all he's he taught me about planting companion plants, so like plants that help each other. Like yes, and then you you're supposed to like intermix flowers and things with with different plants. Like tomatoes and basil actually are supposed to be like literal bedfellows. You put those together, and you put some like I think it's like marigolds or something around like that, and that helps for one pollinate, and so you get more fruiting going on, and then you also like something about like the basil keeps like caterpillars away from your fucking tomatoes and shit. Like there's this all this cool stuff. So I'm gonna get I'm getting super into it. But I'm really he did a whole episode on kale, so I watched that the other day. And I didn't realize there's like a shit ton of types of kale. Yeah. So I'm excited to like learn more <laughs> sounds so fucked up. Learn more about kale. Yeah. And so like I wanna know what type of kale that one is and then I'm gonna learn its flavor profile a little bit when yeah. I cook with it and then because every different type of kale has different flavor profiles. This is definitely very earthy kale. It's yeah. super green. Ooh. Like, yeah, it's very vegetable-y. Like that. Um, but I'm into it. It's a very dominant flavor. I don't put that much fruit in my kale shakes anymore. Mm -hmm. When I first started drinking them, it was, like, mostly fruit. But now Jordan and cause my wife loves me very much. She'll, like, pre-package <laughs> them up, you know, in, like, oh, Ziploc bags. That's legit. That's yeah, a good way to do it. just put them in the freezer. And yeah, so I'll yeah. just put one in the freezer with, or in the blender with, like, some yogurt and some green juice. And Dax pumps away on the button a couple of times, and we can get after it. Um, <laughs> I love it. So, yeah, it's probably 90% kale and, like, 10% fruit. Just that's to good. add a little bit of... Because um, yeah, fruit is, it's got so much sugar in it, man. That's the problem with fruit. Yes. And it's I put so a much bunch sugar. of yogurt in there because it's, it was started as like a stomach thing. It was to, yeah. like to help my stomach. And then yeah, I, was I remember like, back in the day. And I was yeah. like, oh, wait, this is also just a really good way for me to get vegetables in. So I probably have a kiosk yeah. like every other day just to get, you know, a big yeah. dose of them. I feel like it's a better option than going like the, uh, there's like that uh, supplement powder. Yeah. The green. The green machine. I don't, right. I don't remember. What I it's might called. do that yeah. too. You know, I do I was, that too, but it's not. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I'd rather get it from like shit that's literally growing in my backyard, right? Because that is the most self sufficient way. It's it with inflation going on and right. fucking food costs going on, and fucking food shortages on the way, according right. to the fucking goddamn president of the United States. Like, I I I would love to be like making fucking kale shakes versus adding some kind of supplement powder, you know, yeah. like and being able other... to bring that back and have control over that aspect of my life. And, you know, the, why I got in hunting so I can control that and, you know, more ability to detach myself, I guess, from the system that of reliance right. I have, like with the government and shit. And so the other side nice. of the garden is that whole strawberry patch. Yeah. You know? So it's all one side is all strawberries. One side is all kale. There's two. So you've got a kale shake in yeah. your backyard. Yeah. Yeah. Minus there's, the milk and shit. There's one side that, of the kale bed that has like two tomato plants, but mm -hmm. that's it. All the rest of it is kale. There's probably 20 kale plants just all ganged up together. Oh, that's legit. Yeah. Are they all the same kind? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you can check them out when we're there. When you yeah. When we're there. Yeah. No, it's legit. I feel like I can picture them in my mind. Yeah. They're huge. Yeah. They're huge. Yeah. That's but. legit. So anyway, other than kale, what else? <laughs> um, yeah. No, we have the peas this year. We have pumpkins again. Jordan really wants... Jordan, every mm. time she says, I want to have a pumpkin farm. So Jordan wants some some pumpkins. Um, but yeah, the peas, we have some radishes too. And I don't fuck with the radishes anymore. Uh, Jordan likes radishes. Her grandma likes radishes too. And then we have like some cucumbers cause of the baby, 
most of the stuff that comes out of the garden, the baby will be able to eat eventually. Mm-hmm. So we'll put on most oh, yeah. of that stuff in the freezer and then make baby food out of it. Oh, hell yeah. So all the squash and stuff like that's a really good, like, first baby food. Yeah, it's I totally forgot about squash. Yeah, squash. I'm trying, do we have anything that, so I got two different types of tomatoes going on. I got a, um, a squash going on. I got cucumbers because I'm planning on making pickles this year. Jordan will love that. Oh, man. Jordan loves pickles. And I, this is the first year I'm doing Brussels sprouts. So I got. Uh, I meant that. I got You're growing like a weird stalk. Yeah, I got four Brussels sprout plants going on <sighs> Those right are now. Be so fire. Yeah, and then I got be- uh, beets going on this year, uh, like a multicolored okay. thing going on. So we'll have beets got going on. We tomatoes. have carrots too. Carrots are legit. Yeah, I didn't even think about carrots this year. Multicolored but, carrots. Uh, peppers, like bell peppers, okay. jalapenos, um, pole beans, and then I got those peas. Yeah. From you guys. And those are legit. Too. And I got a fucking atrium set up now. Like a, it's a, it, it connects to my shed in the backyard. So it comes, I'm going to put the fucking peas and the beans of the climbers up on that trellis. Yeah. That creates an archway next to my shed. Yeah. It's going to be legit. The peas we have, I have a wood structure that goes over the top of the garden. And then I put mm-hmm. strings down for the peas to grow up because they grow on yeah, the long vines like that. Yeah. But I, I decided all of a sudden I wanted to make a, a like a salt of the streets gardening sh- yes. salty short this week. So I've just been like making sure we yes. keep talking about this. Yeah. No, I'm here for it. I'm absolutely here for it. Oh. We got lots of good stuff. Like I said, uh, we do. I think we'll probably both be doing some garden updates and stuff. Over yeah. Few months, I think so. so. Mm-hmm. Especially because tell us what you guys are gardening too. We're absolutely interested. What are you guys growing? A hundred percent. Like, because that's, I feel like this is really Tips, important. It's, it's the whole self-reliance aspect of things. Like, you know, if you're not, if you're not taking in that, that level of personal, personal responsibility, like you, you do need to be like trying yeah. whatever way you can, you know, I follow a dude on YouTube. He, he does this like backyard gardening thing out of LA. And so everything is like a custom, just raised bed that sits there all alone. And he's all about self-sufficiency and stuff. And it's. I think everybody should be doing that, man. It just doesn't seem yeah. like a bad idea if you want to be less reliant One thing you can on the do system. It's super easy is potatoes. You can yes. grow potatoes in a trash can. Oh, I got potatoes going on right now, actually. Yeah, yeah we Some, have a trash yeah. can that we're going to – that's super easy if you just buy a – cheap ass trash can and yeah. put some holes in the bottom of it just put some soil and some potatoes cut up some potatoes or wait until they grow you know and then put them in there yeah and then as the greens grow you just keep covering them up with soil and they just grow more and more yeah. and more potatoes off of there and at the end of the season you dump it out onto like a tarp or just into the yard yeah and just pull all the potatoes out and you know what else you can do with that is when you have those those potato and yams essentially do kind of the same thing yeah like those root vegetables there are, I'd have to check which ones there are, but like there are, again, companion plants, another vegetable that you can plant that more or less just kind of deal with the surface area. And so the potatoes grow and you just have to kind of keep them controlled a little bit so that right. the other vegetables can grow. But then you can harvest in the same area, two different vegetables, a, a deep root one and something that grows on the surface. I think like radishes and shit weren't good with potatoes and all yeah. that. But like that's, like if I can use that knowledge to, to have me spend less money, to become less reliant on the existing like system, it makes me that much more like uh, resistant yeah. towards towards catastrophe, I guess. And it's the same reason we're out there doing fucking drills and you know having it's all for fun and it's a hobby, but it's also a good skill to pick up. I'm realizing every every year that we do this, 
just how much I enjoy this, you know? Yeah. Like, I would love to... Just do this every day. I would be a farmer, bro. I would totally yeah. do that. I would 100% own a farm and... We should talk to Ivan again more about farming. Yeah, I would do that. I would yeah. absolutely do that. That sounds legit, dude. I mean, uh, yeah, it's weird. Like, for as a... Uh, like a liberty, liberty-loving person I am, like, I'm super into, like, the idea of a legit small commune like a collective of like you know half a dozen families you know maybe a dozen if you're getting real crazy but like self-sufficient little fuck commune that just takes care of everything like i'm into that yeah that seems weird considering i'm like anti i'm like an individual freedom person and all that but if that's your moral man that's where you want to be at one of the cool things about our friends in the trades (laughs) they pour concrete everywhere so they, they pour concrete they, everywhere. That's right. You, they've you been know, doing that since the Roman time. You know, son. You know who we're talking to. <laughs> you know, you you know, you know. So, so, okay, we can hit our first proper grab bag topic. Yes. That was good though. Farming is always good. So yeah. yeah, let us know what you guys are growing. Any tips, tricks, stuff like that. Eggshells. You have like slugs and stuff like that. Oh yeah. One of the things we use. Yeah, like just bake the eggshells, yeah. crunch them up around the edge of the garden. Before we move on, because yes. this isn't quite full clip yet probably yes. getting close but uh, uh <laughs> i love breaking the fourth wall you have an issue with chickens from what i hear from your wife no no no, no. i don't have an issue with chickens i prefer ducks you pre- oh you prefer ducks yeah i don't i don't have an issue that's with chickens. a thing i prefer ducks is where i'm at my push is always for ducks i find ducks generally to be friendlier creatures the mm-hmm. eggs are a little bit bigger they produce just as many eggs, mm-hmm. and I just find them to be more pleasant to be around. Well, I will say that's <laughs> – I can't argue against any of those points. And, and the eggs are slightly bigger too, yeah, which I, which I like. Saying. And they're slightly a different taste, which I, I like too. But a duck is a cleaner animal, man. Yeah. Chickens are fucking gross. I prefer Mind ducks. Mind you, ducks are still nasty as fuck. But yeah. I said the big difference though – you can handle a duck easier than a chicken, I think. 100%. Like you can pick it up easier. Well, they have a f- like a rounded or flat bill it's not, versus definitely not like a fuck fucking, you up as much. Like yeah. I used to be a T-Rex it or has a, to scratch a raptor. You for it to like really get at you. Yeah. But I would add that when it comes to the other use of the livestock, like the actual eating yes. of the protein portion, like yeah. you can't you – can't, I mean I love duck. I do love duck, but not everybody does. No, and you but can't everybody eat it likes all the fucking time chicken. Like that. And right? You can't eat a duck all the time no. like that. So that would be like, well, you got to have some chickens yeah. too yeah. to no, offset I would, some shit. But. I would do it. Yeah, no, it's never. It's never. When I was young, my aunt's ducks used to chase me. I, they're definitely still animals. They're still savages. <laughs> there's, there's no doubt about that. But oh, we my. had a couple of ducks when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I was younger than I was in like elementary school. But they were they were chill. We had two ducks. I'd found them to be very chill. Oh, yeah. And my aunt had chickens and stuff. I found those to be very. They're just they're they're dinosaurs. They're scarier, you know, for they kids are. and adults, and <laughs> they'll get after you. Yeah, they're just scarier. Ducks are more chill, I think. But I, you're. You're right. I think chickens probably produce faster than ducks too. You know, I, I believe so. Yeah. So, but I will say, when it comes to the eggs are good for baking and stuff, though. The eggs are bigger. great, man. Yeah, you fire. can't you can't beat a duck egg. No, duck I've eggs eaten I've eaten money. many scrambled duck eggs. They're fire. Yeah, they're so good. Yeah, and they they get, the the shape of the the egg is way different. But yeah. anyways, um, 
No, we'll just leave it at that. I don't want to go any further than that. Yeah. But yeah, we could talk about ducks and chickens. Yeah, as no. Much no, as we so want so later no on. issues. So no issues with chickens. I just prefer ducks, but I okay. would have chickens. I would do that. Okay. And then I'll bring you some goat milk, and we'll make some cheese and shit. We'll be yeah. I would have goats fuck. too. I would do that. And goats yeah. are lit, you know. I think one year, um, before we got rid of the the milking cow, we had we made um, I made some mozzarella once That's out of like fresh saying. fucking yeah. fresh goat's milk. You just need like this enzyme thing or whatever and yeah. some cheesecloth, and it's 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 different though. Like you got to get used to like if you never like fucked with like real raw milk yeah it's not you ain't gonna pour it over your cheerios right I'll put it that way but but man once you make that thing like you could taste like the grass the cow ate like when you're eating this fucking mozzarella cheese and you're like man and i what love is the deal i love cows as an animal i think that they're just adorable beautiful yeah, they animals. are awesome they're disgusting but they're also yeah. like adorable beautiful animals i think yeah um, so I would would love to have like a dairy cow like as a pet almost, and then also have, you know, a rotating cow whose name is like beef or things <laughs> like that that we don't get attached to, yeah. you know, that is there for a while and then he's gone yeah. and then another one comes that is small and <laughs> yeah. we name him Sirloin and then Sirloin yeah, <laughs> he hangs out for a while and so I would I would do that. Oh man, um, it's it's a different thing, man, especially when you're people don't know where their food comes from. People don't know, man. Yeah. You know, once you've taken the life of another animal and then, you know, prepared it from the minute you killed it to the minute you put it on the table, um, like there's a different relationship with you that you have with that food and it's with that whole animal. Like I, I can personally attest that ever since I was hunting, like I've never looked at animals the same. Like those, that's what I'm there's to those that, yeah. yeah, and yeah, we need to get you that, that, that little hunter safety permit so that it can take you out. But it's just, a, it's a whole, it's like a carnal experience. It's very spiritual or religious, maybe some people might say, like, it changes everything. The minute you go from, hey, that's an amazing, beautiful animal to, okay, now it's dead and I'm putting my hand in its warm guts and, and then preparing it for my, my sustenance and things I like was, that. It's it's a big, it's a weird life-altering experience. I was thinking about that on the way here, as weird as this is, about that particular thing, about like breaking down. I was listening to the Remy Warren, that's why I was oh, thinking yeah, about yeah. it. And I was thinking about like, like oh my God, what are you, like if you're not going to keep the head of a deer, like what do you do with it? I'm like, you have to cut its head off because you're going to take the yeah. neck meat. And like, fucking cut a deer's head off so yeah. i was just thinking about that i'm like that's that's crazy bro yeah. like you're gonna just it's a weird deal man and cut its head off that's yeah. just a weird that's wild you, you know? gotta cut the head off but but you gotta do it yeah, yeah like if you're gonna so or if you if in uh when my brother shot his deer a couple years ago um he had in mind like a way he wanted to have it mounted right and so you do what you call like a shoulder mount or something like that so like when you're butchering the animal, all of a sudden you get to a certain point. You're like, "Hey, I got to be really careful. I got to, I got to retain a certain amount uh, for the taxidermist to deal with." And I'm telling you, I got really jealous because I wanted to get that tongue and pull it out because the tongue, meat, <laughs> because, because tongue meat is legit. But you got to have that for because you got to get out through the neck and all that. So you got to save all that stuff. But it was, it's a wild experience, man. It really is. Like people don't understand. Yeah. If you have never killed and butchered an animal. You will never understand truly to have like the actual respect that you probably should for the food that you eat if you're a right. meat eater. And like it just like you just don't you don't understand what the animal's experience is like, 
Um, but when you're right there, man, you see that thing like in your scope and you're looking and it's live one minute and then you shoot it and then you go over there. And I mean, I, it sounds like all woo woo and spiritual, but like, I'm fucking, I do the avatar thing. And I'm like, I'm thanking this animal for like giving me what it was because I'm admirer of nature anyways. And so like, I love seeing like deer run around and all this shit, but like, you know, I got to get by, you know, I got to do what's up. And I, you're. You're below me on the food chain, dude. I'm sorry. Right. But I'm going to respect you as I as I do this because I know what it does for me and my family and stuff like that. So so I just thought about this, and I want you to hold me to it, and that's why I'm going to say it on the show. Yeah. Within a year from the day that my daughter is born, okay, right, I would – because I'm going to be in the room and everything, and we're doing it at home, right? So I'm mm -hmm. going to be right next to Jordan when she gives birth. I'm not going to watch because I don't want to watch, but I'm going to be right there. Did you watch the first time? No, she had a C. Uh, I kind of she had a C section the first time, okay, so okay. I've I was different deal. The, yeah, and I have pictures for like of over the curtain and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's there was a nurse that fuck. was taking pictures, so she's the one that that Whoa. dictated. Yeah, it's great. You can see Jordan's guts like on the. It's crazy. Yeah, it's. I'll show you. That's um, wild. Yeah, it's crazy shit. And so from the year a year from the date that my daughter's born, I would like to have either killed and butchered or taken part in butchering a deer so that okay. I can have experienced the the beginning of life and the end of life. Okay. Uh, so I'm just I'm working this out in my mind real quick because there is logistics and mechanics that come with it'll that. It'll be May to May. That'll likely be. It'll yeah, be... which means this is the year. This is the year. This, this is the season you're going to get out there. So I'll hook you up with everything you need beforehand, and then I got you covered on the outs. So you might have to procure yourself a rifle, but then again, I also don't mind handing my rifle so to somebody say, to shoot. Can, yeah. That's people do that shit all the time. So, um, huh? I'm sorry. I'm that's what I want. Slight fanboy right now. I think th this is entirely possible. And I think this is the year for it. Yeah. I think now is the time. If I'm going to be there to truly experience like the proper beginning of life with as yeah. little medical intervention as possible, because there's no drugs involved. It's just midwives and, and us that's it so if i can be there for that then i also would like to be there for yeah the ending of life and and the dealing with that that's what i would like i think that was like i think that would be really mm -hmm. good this is good because this is probably our last western here hunting style yeah you know this is probably going to be my last season here so i'm that's good this, this is, is a good time. time to do it because yeah. this is a this is a one of a kind experience that you can have in the western region so I, this this is the time. I'm excited. There you go. Unplanned I'm, grab bag. I'm fucking overly excited. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, yes, because I have everything I need. This is how I trained John, bro. I had everything of a backup minus John just went whole hog and just bought everything anyways. But I got everything a, a non-hunter would need to go into the backcountry and successfully hunt an animal. I have it all ready to go. So that's very exciting. Yeah. And I have a bunch of shit, you know, I got some clothes. Oh, yeah. And you're halfway there already. Yeah, I got a bunch of belt and load-bearing equipment and stuff already. So I need a better backpack. That's really my, yeah. And that's, say we, but that's not the hunting backpack you'll take. There's a specialized hunting backpack. It's better for hunting versus, like, backpacking and shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to try to find. Humanely oh, acquired, of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. Of course. That's the whole, yeah. Yeah, that's the way to do it, actually. You know, and that's. 
It's a whole thing. I don't want to get into that. That's a yeah, the pistol. I got that big like ass that. sidearm. You know I'm too scared to go into the woods without a fucking big ass pistol on my hip. When I was at Sportsman's the other day getting these fucking boots and my new knife replacement finally, um, I almost bought some some slugs for my shotgun. Because you can hunt deer with, with slug yeah. shotgun. But you just got to be real close. Yeah. Not real and close, I'm like, in, in this area, you know how fucking loud it is when you, you move through the bush, bro. Anyway. You got to be real close. Yeah. So I'm like, man, eh, it might not be a bad idea. Um, where is my? I'm just getting my uh, no, stuff pulled you're up good. for so the first proper topic. We will Russia update. Let's restart there. Sure. Is that the is that the easiest way to go about it? Yeah, I think so. Um, okay. So at this point, it's a it's a grab bag topic until something major else happens. Yeah, I mean, it's there. There are things going on there. It's still something to pay very much attention to. This is part of the topic of my newsletter this week, mm-hmm. or my article in yeah. the newsletter this week. Um, so there are kind of some major points, that, or some of the major points that we can hit here. Um, largely, the fighting seems to be focused again in the two ranges that have already been acquired essentially by Russia. Yeah. So it's focused along the border. There's been some bombing by the Ukrainians on the border of Russia and Ukraine. And so now there's some questions about that. Is this still defensive? Is it offensive? Yeah. Uh, the United States provided some of the coordinates and targeting data for the airstrikes that went on the border. So there's a lot of questions again that kind of edge us closer and closer into an active conflict with Russia. Yeah. Um, General, what's the name? Secretary of Defense. Lloyd Austin, Austin. Um, yeah. yeah, Lloyd Austin. I can never remember his first name. I always feel like Austin is his first yeah. name. Once I realized it was one of those like names, I'm like, oh, it's Lloyd. Yeah, I don't know many Lloyds, but it seems like an old name. Lloyd Austin. He said that the uh, conflict is obviously you know growing in intensity. Mm-hmm. We've had what appear to be calls for. Active involvement of U.S. forces by senators here. What's his name? Chris Coons, I think Chris his Coons, name is. Yeah. Right? yeah, he's talking. You know, saying this will only end when the United States makes it end. And I mean, so it, it sounds to me, and like a lot of other people, like he's actively calling for United States to be actively involved in yeah. the conflict in Ukraine, which I think is a horrific mistake. It's um, a bad idea, man. Yeah, we had just yesterday or the day before the first American citizen killed in Ukraine. He was a United States contractor. There's a lot of question about this, obviously. A military contractor that did not have a contract in Ukraine but volunteered to go fight in Ukraine. There's obvious question about that. I don't... There's a dude on Twitter I got bookmarked. He went over there just to just to fight. And um, he's a former... Uh, yeah, same kind of same, a similar deal, but this is not the guy we're talking about. Though. No, but there's, but there's, there's Americans over there. But there's question, obviously, whether or not that's true, or if there are military contractors that are operating in Ukraine and are just not. It's just not being talked about because they're United States citizens. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't put it past anybody. I'm not guessing either way, but there is question about that. Yeah, and I mean, and no, no fault about that either, because obviously anybody. Anybody legitimately can do that. You, there's proper channels to go through, and then there's actual like volunteer regiments for and stuff Legion, in, in Ukraine. For the defense of Ukraine or whatever it's yeah. called. Yeah, you can literally yep. volunteer and go and fight in Ukraine. They yep. will strap you up with whatever they can give you and send you over there. Yeah, whatever the UN can give you, apparently. Y- yeah, so. yeah. Which um, is where the problem lies. Gas has been cut off by Russia to Poland and Bulgaria, and there is dispute over how they're going to pay. Russia is demanding that they pay for their energy in rubles. There are foreign sanctions, obviously, that mandate that they pay for it in dollars, and they're refusing to do so. And it's interesting that this happened because of the conversation we had with the Gator Brothers the last time we were here, right? This wouldn't seem to have made much sense, but when you know 
excuse me, that Russia has backed the ruble in gold, they want more gold. Yeah. They don't. They want more of their currency because their currency is what is actually worth something, and they're making sure that it's worth something. Yep. So it seems to the rest of the world that it's like a very petty thing. They're like, oh, they just want their own money because they can't have the dollars. No, 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 no. That's, no. that's no. not the way it is, it's man. Because they're backing their currency in gold, and yeah. it's actually worth something, and our money is not. Our yeah. money is actively being devalued by inflation, by stagflation, by the rest of the world, by yeah. people moving off of our dollar as the petrodollar, and Russia is sitting and fucking laughing Yes. Do it. Yep. Yeah, that's, it's that's kind of the funnier aspect of this when you, I mean, funny, like in obviously a dark manner, but um, when you look at the moves financially that Russia's been making, it is just, I mean, we're talking like we're getting shot in the kneecap over here, man. Like our economy is taking a hit because of some of the things that, that Putin is doing. And theirs is bouncing now, back already. But that does not mean that this is Putin's gas hike and stuff no. like that. That's not... Putin's inflation. It's the problem right? is that, that there is a there is a hair of truth in this this fucked up term that they use for for the reason why our inflation is so bad. But it's a, it's definitely an aspect of things because yeah, massive disruption when you have a nation like that that you won't do trade with anymore or won't trade in your own currency that you that you've relied on for decades and decades, and then you have other neighboring neighboring nations, you know, like. A, other trade partners that are no longer doing business in your currency anymore. I mean, that's a massive hit to the, to the American economy at that point, because we are such a globalist society at this point uh, when it comes to like open markets, especially commodity markets, we'll put it that way. But it, it's no surprise that it's an aspect there's, there is that, that small grain of truth that's attached to that, that term that they use. And it's, Watching what is happening now with the the gas cutoffs and things like that, it's very, it's going to be a very interesting thing to keep an eye on, because there is going to be massive economic fallout throughout the entire like European bloc at that point. Right. It's none of this is good, man. It's like there's this weird kind of hot warfare going on on the ground with the Ukrainian forces and the volunteer forces and. You know, the U.N. is funding it up the ass. Joe Biden just asked for another $33 billion the other day from British, Congress. British SAS is yes. on the ground actively training yeah. Ukrainian soldiers. You talked about that in your piece this month. Yeah, and that's – I talked, we've talked since this began that I firmly believe everything I know about the United States government and the United States military, that there are – United States military assets on the ground in Ukraine assisting either in training or at the very least targeting acquisition. The same thing they're doing in Yemen, right, with the Afghans that they are providing information. They're just they're just consulting, yeah. right? I feel very, very strongly that there are, and I am fully prepared in 20 years from now to be vindicated by learning that that is the truth. Yeah. And if you ask me, if you ask me, the articles and the information that British SAS is on the ground is damn near confirmation that the United States is already on the ground there. I do not for a second believe that we would allow British SAS to beat us there. The Green Berets, absolutely not. We're not going to let some fucking foreign no. legion, some other foreign defense force not beat happening. the Green Berets there to be training people because we're the best. If they want to win, they need America. That's why we're giving all this money is because they need America. They need our intelligence. We're the best in military. That's why they need us. Right? So, no, I don't buy it for a second. I absolutely think that there are Green Berets or Special Forces on the ground there assisting in what's going on. I don't believe it for a second. Yeah, I think with the our our track record for 
decades and decades and decades at this point. I I think that's it would be it would be too much of an ask to ask that that you don't factor that in yeah. at this point. I mean, all the way for you, man. You talked about in the piece like the Ho Chi Minh. And like the the involvement in like Burma and in Vietnam the, in Buff, the forties in the forties, dude. There's a great movie about that, by the way, of Frank Sinatra. Yeah, in forty five. Yeah, we had OSS troops in Vietnam yep. working with what would become the Viet Cong to to help defend themselves. Yeah, yeah you, right. you know, Gina Lola Brigidol is. I've heard that name before. Ad Benix. Yes. Yeah, and she's along. She stars in that movie along with uh, Frank Sinatra. Mm-hmm called never so few based off of a novel but it's all about yeah the oss being over in china and in laos and shit in the fucking 40s yeah. man no i don't buy it's it for wild. a second absolutely <coughs> and it the wild it's so weird because they're they were open communists like they were open communists yeah. and we were like yeah yeah anything to fuck japan <laughs> like yes. yeah, yeah 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 anything to fuck japan that's fine whatever you got going on that's cool Anything to fuck Japan. That's yeah. all that really matters right yeah. now. Yeah, we didn't really turn against the communists until after we had defeated the fascists so and the imperialists. Just <laughs> so, so short-sighted. We're like, right? it's fine. Don't worry. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. You hate Japan, though, right? Okay, cool. <laughs> That's what matters to us. You hate Japan, though. That's just so crazy. It's so crazy, man. We elected people who were like, yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> it's, it's so stupid. So stupid. Oh yeah, we got a real good track record with foreign policy, man. I don't know what you're talking about. We, that's the reason we're the world's police, right? We do so good at it. That's what I'm saying. So I don't buy it for a second. I actively believe and would defend to anything that we have special forces operations there. Even if you're talking about if you want to do the government and split hairs, and they took people from special forces and they had them resign from the military, and now they're part of the CIA and they have them over there like that. Eat my dick. That's that's the that's same, same thing. Shit. Yeah, I don't. That's the exact same thing. If you got CIA agents over there, you have military or intelligence assets. So they're all expanded. Military or intelligence assets on the ground there, there assisting in the fighting in Ukraine. I don't buy it for a second. Yeah. And if one of those motherfuckers dies, we're in there. If yeah. you lose an intelligence or military asset, we are in there. I don't buy it for a second, and we will be there until this is over. Yeah. And this battle of wills you know i feel like that's the best way that it can be described is mm-hmm. it's, if you if you enter into this with vladimir putin it's a battle of wills and he's not going to give up he's not oh, going to be like oh yeah i'll just roll over you know he feels that his way of life is being threatened this is yep. a battle of wills it will become a battle of attrition and he don't give a shit nah man and, russia has historically never given a shit yeah. about battles of attrition no. they will last he does not care and we do and as soon as the numbers start to tick up, what do we got? Twenty three hundred in Afghanistan. Like no way, we're yeah. not having it. Sixty thousand in Vietnam. Yeah, right. Sixty thousand soldiers in Vietnam. Twenty three hundred in Afghanistan, and we weren't having it at that yeah. point. There were protests. There were people who had yellow ribbons on their cars, on their oh, houses, yeah. on their everything. At half that, there's no way, bro. We are not going to stand for that now. I don't care if there are however many billion people on it in this country. No, 330 yeah. million people. No, there's no way. No. No, not even 2,300. We're not doing it. No, I don't think so. No, the country won't have it. Man. And that, I mean, time will tell. So I'm saying, do you want to lose a war? Do you want to enter into a war that you're going to definitely lose yeah. because you're not yeah. willing to pay the cost that it will demand? Yeah. Let me ask you a question. How many people have uh, successfully waged a land war in in Europe? All of, all of, of zero? After 
unknown number of attempts. Like, it has never worked out. That's part of the reason Russia has been able to maintain its its vastness over the time. I mean, it's the terrain is not fit for fighting. It's, it's not like a fighting country, country man. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's fucking most... Uh, I mean, there's. it's a separate continent. Yeah. I mean, it's on the same landmass. Why is Europe and Asia different? It's on two continents. It's because it's Russia's Eurasia. on it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, that's lit. Yeah, but we'll we'll see. I mean, obviously, it's an ever-evolving situation, and literally things can go sideways at any point. So, but that's that's kind of basically everything I knew. You know, the major yeah movements in in Ukraine, Russia, right now. So let's talk about this because I know that you're hot about it. Taylor Lorenz and Liz of TikTok. Yes, TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. Right. Obviously, we've had a few beers. We're getting there. It's a yeah, we're getting there. So <laughs> it's a good thing we do the grab back at the end of the show. Exactly. I was like, do I have? I have one so, more. My libs of TikTok, right? Yes. If anybody doesn't know what Libs of TikTok is, it is an account on Instagram and Twitter that mm -hmm. frequently takes, obviously, videos from TikTok from leftists who are talking about uh, commonly like gender ideology and things like that, and repost them yeah. the different drag videos what's what's that one there so this is a pennsylvania teacher hosts a drag show event for students as part of a a gsa club parents were reportedly not notified the district has confirmed this morning that the teacher is on leave uh that's just those are that's all, one example oh drag here we go yeah those are drag queens Worst. right there so, I mean, very talented. I'm not going to lie. I, mean, I definitely though, couldn't do that. Ask for days on the drag queens. You know, got to do them squads, baby. Works both ways. The Equal adults are back in charge. The streets. Yeah, I, I do love this one. So, yeah, th there we have our new, uh, the head of that, the Ministry of Truth, which and we'll eventually talk about. And that's the supercalifragilisticexpialidocious video. That's it. And then I think we remember this when the, the TikToker, the, I think it was a TikTok star, somebody, like a big influencer person, went to the White House for a day. Yeah, and, and he was in Jen Psaki's office. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, of course, the old man Biden there. So, yeah, here we go. This is a school librarian. And these people just post their TikToks, and then she libs of tiktok repost them and you know generally speaking it's just it's like one of those uh there's some commentary liberal to it, l but... you know liberal posts their l's or aoc posts her right. l's accounts, defiant you know? l's yeah defiant l's is a fantastic account but the story being from the washington post oh wait 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 there's the washington post story written by none other than our friend taylor lorenz over at the washington post former new york times tech I writer joe rogan is like why why is joe rogan on the picture of this story where's joe rogan on the picture oh there he's he is right there. joe like, rogan why is yep. joe rogan involved in that at all uh, i think that's because he's uh, talked about lives of tiktok yeah i think so like tiktok yeah and then tucker and then uh what's that guy's name that Rivers? guy's name is jesse waters waters okay, so check this at trenton's dad's funeral i walked in I was dressed up. I was in like a very nice purple shirt and I had my tie on and I had like a nice, like a pea coat. I was dressed very nice, right? It's, it's Archie funeral. I want to dress yeah. for it. It's my best friend's dad. So I got there and he was also in like a Christian biker club. Mm -hmm. And so there's some older guys that were in that club and they were some giving out this bracelet and some other stuff like signing a hard hat and some stuff like that. So I stopped over there and one of the guys, he said, you look like Jesse Waters, man. <laughs> <laughs> I said, what? And he said, 
you look a lot like Jesse Waters. See, you're tall like Jesse Waters. You got so you you look, you look like Jesse Waters, man. And I didn't know who he was talking about at first. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I, I just wasn't sure. And then once I looked up his picture, I knew exactly who he was talking about, but I didn't know him by name. But so if you think about me with with my hair done, you know, like kind of like this, but a little bit shorter, and you know, what? let's pull up some let's pull up some other Jesse Waters here real quick. Yeah. So it's not. I wasn't happy about it, but it's not a bad comparison. Like it's not bad, you know. Yeah, no, it's you can't pretty, hate that. He's a handsome gonna, man. If you were gonna hire a Donovan Phillips impersonator, like he would be a decent pick. Like know? yeah, he would go good playing you on SNL. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's that like, level. It wasn't something I was happy to be compared to, <laughs> but I, I understood what he was getting at. <laughs> oh my god, I love yeah, it. I so love it. That's. Jesse Waters apparently is my celebrity look like according to this old Christian biker. Yeah. How old would you say? 60s, 70s? Oh, he was probably in his late 60s. Yeah, mm. He was up there for sure. I would say, isn't it funny that when I say old, I start at 60s? I'm like 60s, 70s, I 80s. Think that's like, yeah, I think that seems right. Like, when you're in your 60s, you're definitely starting to get old. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. You can still hit the gym every day and be in super good shape, you're still starting to get old. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. If you <laughs> only have, if the average lifespan is only like 79, you're definitely starting to get old. You yeah. Know? That's I think a good if point. you started at 50, I would be like, ooh, that's kind of fucked up. <laughs> but I think 60 is a reasonable. Oh, my gosh. All right. So let's go back to the original <laughs> yeah, post about this, right? This is what happens. Taylor Lorenz, who is just a clusterfuck of a human being, um, you know, tech writer now for the right. Washington Post. You said she'd been writing hit pieces for a long, long time. Long time, right? Yeah, you can actually just Google uh, Taylor Lorenz New York Times articles. Yeah. And there's a whole, they have her whole archive there. And you go back and you can read all of it. And the other times that she docks to she people. Said I used to watch them all the time when Bill O'Reilly was Yes, on. that's right. Water's back. World. Water's World, bro. <laughs> that's what it's called, Water's World. That's what World. it was. That's he has his own, yeah. But yeah, this is the, actually... An, I, I sent this to you the the other day or last night or this morning or something like that. So I, like it was a it was a sponsored post on my Twitter feed, and, and it's the same story that originated where Taylor Lorenz doxed right. directly in this post libs of TikTok, the it's, account libs of TikTok, the owner behind it, and that's how this came about, right? Like I said, she's been writing hit pieces for a long time. Yes, and a few weeks ago, she was on being interviewed by some news channel. I don't remember what it mm -hmm. was talking about online hate yes. and how aggressive it's been and how she's been targeting she starts crying she's crying on national crying. television she's very upset everyone has their own emotions it, it is what it is but yep. you know not three weeks later she writes an article in which they actively dox the person because it lives of tiktok Libs of TikTok was anonymous prior to yeah. this. That's how the world knew the account was. It's just an account named Libs of TikTok. Yes. There's no personally identifying information. There has been some dispute that I think is spurred through misunderstanding that people are saying like, oh, they didn't even dox her. Like, okay. Yes. So let's start there, okay. right? That I I believe they did dox her, especially in the original article, yes. because in, in the original article, which you can still find in what is like archives, right? Archive. You can still find yeah. in the archive article, her home address and where her business is and her name is still in there, right? Mm -hmm. They removed apparently the links to her home address and her business address, yep. but the name of the person who owns the Libs of TikTok account is still in the article. Yes. 
and, and her business license, her real estate license, and her home address. And Washington Post is trying to not in the article that's available now. In the no. archive, you can still get to her. We're going to show you all that how stuff, to do right? that. But um, the Washington Post has since tried to lie about that yes. and say they did not dox her, and that Taylor Lorenz would never do that because she's a reputable journalist, and we yep. all trust her, and she's always on the up and up, and would never do anything like that, yep. even though. She did. And then Taylor yes. Lorenz tried to go on, what's his name, Brian Stelter's show and redefine doxing. That she's like, well, it actually means releasing personal information with malicious intent. No, bitch, you put her <laughs> personal information out there that wasn't out there before. You doxed her. Yep. I don't care how you want to define it to try and cover up for your own actions. You put her home fucking address on the internet. Yep. You doxed her. You absolutely did that. And Period. with malicious intent. Yep. So fuck you. Exactly. Yeah. It's it was so bad, man. And I'm just to you can do this on your own. You yes. can you can confirm that this is true on your own. We're not gonna show you this woman's address because no. that would be fucked up. But I'm gonna show you if you just go to Google. Show you how to prove that the Washington Post is lying sacks of shit. And you just look up Internet Archive. Right, and then you just go to archive.org, and then you go to the Washington Post story, the current one, and you copy that that address, and I think I just switched it over to the other one. There we go, and then you just copy, paste right into the thing, go, and there's all sorts of different options here. But oh, wait a minute, search text contents. Oh my gosh, I haven't done this in a minute. It was so much easier a second ago. Here we go, paste. Go. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, come on, buddy. Oh, you got to sign in? This is different. I haven't uh -oh. been here in a second. Uh-oh. Oh, son of a bee. Okay, we're going to abort mission. Abort mission. Uh-oh. So, Call anyways. Call to you. It's not that easy. It, man, it <laughs> used to be. I've, I've showed Internet Archive on the show before. Yes, you have. Um, but, yeah, it's it's as soon as you set it up, I get, yeah, now you have to have a login, which I think kind of runs contrary to the mission of internet archive by the way but it'll it'll go back and it'll show you the date of when that page was created and then any changes to that page and what date that was on and in the original posting you scroll down into it and there it's is a link it's a hyperlink to the owner of libs of tiktok's realty website where she has her full name her the personal address that's tied to her real estate license because you can look at the real estate license and find out who it is and it was a hundred percent in the original article that was taken down and then they just come out and they fucking lied about it they're still lying about they it it is still out. a sponsor yeah they took the hyperlink out and it's still a sponsored article on twitter as of this morning you as of this morning this morning yeah. yes and that's while they actively deny the fact that they doxed her. Yeah. When you, I can I can look it up. I just have to now create a just fucking login sign apparently. In apparently for the Wayback Machine. Uh, but anyways, it's a thing. Yeah, and, and it's really interesting to do on all sorts of different articles just to cuz you know, there's articles that you find that were written a year ago and then you plug that URL into the internet archive and you go back to when it was first changed and you'll see all the different changes that they've done to the article since when it was really published to, to the date, you know, the current date. Right. It's very interesting. But due to this fact, the, the internet was very, very upset that Taylor Lorenz doxed, like arguably one of the best, we'll say conservative friendly 
Twitter accounts. Well, and it had a big influence on the parental rights bill, you know, yes. a big social influence on it and um, and a lot of other bills like that, you know, showing videos of teachers talking about, you know, how am I going to form close relationship with my students now and exposing things that I think a lot of people didn't know were going on. You know, if you don't have the time to scroll liberal TikTok all the time, then you wouldn't know about a lot of this yeah. stuff that's going on. I don't have time for that shit. I spend, I do this show. So everyone knows yeah. exactly how much information I have to provide, exactly how much time I spent doing it. I don't have time to scroll liberal TikTok, nor do I even have a TikTok to try and find out what they're talking about. I don't, I don't have the time, you know? It's not good. But so, Libs of TikTok does. Libs of TikTok does. And they do like a... Um... She does, like, uh, submissions. Like, she asks people to submit things Word. on TikTok that they find, and then she approves them or not. And I'm just going to pull up. So this was the reaction to the Washington Post doxing lives of TikTok. time. Together with the co-owner of Daily Wire, Jeremy Boring, Tim Poole and Jeremy Boring put in half 50-50 into a billboard in Times Square that reads, let's wait for it to reset. <laughs> Timcast. So it says, hey, Washington Post, democracy dies in darkness. That's why we're shining a light on you. And then I believe it, yep, it, it kind of glitches out for a second. That's why we're shining a light on you. Taylor Lorenz docked, doxed at, at libs of TikTok. At Timcast. At Timcast. Yeah, nice little signature there on the end. Yeah, good. But, uh, yeah, it's good stuff, man. And then, then the internet really melted down. Taylor Lorenz took it as a personal attack and became Good. obviously very offended and very upset. And then and there was attacks waged against her family. Yeah, and so, so how could you do this and, to me? This how is, could you do violence. this? This is harassment. Yes. It's horrible. And uh, what do you think you just did to live the TikTok? And all we did was, was, was tell the world that you lied about what you did. Like, we, we're not being malicious here. We're just trying to, to shine a light because democracy dies in darkness on the lies coming from Washington Post and you personally, Taylor Lorenz. And it's, it's so disgusting. And that's the difference between Elon Musk owning Twitter yes. and Jeff Bezos owning the Washington Post. That's the difference. That's the difference. That is the difference. Hence why, you know, benevolent dictator. He's not Jeff Bezos. He's something else. I'm willing to put some money on it. <laughs> no, that's horrific. Mm -hmm. And the idea that if you gain, do this something else we should talk about. If you gain too much influence, yeah. then you're now open to be doxxed is disturbing to me, right? Because now there's all this question that's about, okay. oh, well, technically she's a public figure. So, you know, her information should really kind of be out there because, or it can't really be a doxing because she's a public figure. I mean, even Sagar's saying that on Breaking Points, and he's like, well, she's technically a public figure. You know, I would say she's a public figure because of, you know, how vital she's been in the conservative, uh, mm -hmm. you know, political space. I don't, I don't care. She's purposefully keeping, keeping herself private. Yeah. That doesn't mean because her private account or her secret account or whatever you want to call it has enough influence that now we can provide her personal information. I don't, mm -hmm. Are we allowed to know where your home address is because you host a YouTube show? Yeah. Is that what you're saying to me? Is it's okay if someone wants to provide your home address to me for me to do whatever I want with it yeah. because I might be fucked up in the head. I might just want to come to your house and just stare at you while you sleep. That's okay <laughs> if that happens, right? Because you're a public figure. That's crazy. That's backwards thinking. Yes. If you're standing on a street corner you do not have a reasonable right to privacy, 100%, especially yep. if you are a famous person. If you are standing in your home, you have a reasonable right 
to privacy, regardless of how famous you are. Yeah. Right? Certainly, if you're super famous, people are going to find out where you live. That information is going to be known. They're going to yep. see you drive home and shit like that. Buy your house in an LLC. If you, yeah, if you, if you own a social media account that is very popular, yep. that is not licensed for people to provide your personal information to the internet, that's that's horrific. Yeah, and to think otherwise, I think it's just, I don't even want to know where that goes. But there is an argument to be made about. Um, say naming who it was like putting their actual name like that's that's not to me as far as like journalistic ethics goes i don't think that really crosses the line it's not doxing yes it's it's not doxing a full doxing i mean doxing is when you like why is her home address relevant to this why is her mls license relevant to who she is as lives of tiktok it's not at all you're doing this because you want to quote unquote cancel them you want to make sure everybody knows who this person is and that they get shut the fuck down because because what they're doing is harmful to you and your worldview but i can understand from a purely journalistic and you know just kind of like truthful ethic we got to know who people are and what they're doing i guess um if you're a big public figure like that i can understand your name alone i can i can cross that that threshold but anything more than that man is just it's a violation of your right to privacy. And it seems to me that doxing, I don't know if this is the technical definition, but personally, it's like things you can't readily find on the internet. Mm-hmm. And that information, her business license stuff, you have to pay for. You have to pay to get that information. So that's not readily available. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to pay for it. You have to get behind a paywall to get that information. Yeah. Well, and even and if, if you don't have to technically pay for it, a I lot of public Kat, information. That's what they were saying yes. on on because yeah you cast castles they had to yeah. pay to get that information a public records request essentially yes. probably yeah and that's yeah it's like you're not necessarily paying to find out who someone is Even you're then, just you're just paying for to get access to public records for fees yeah because yes. you know if the state licenses individuals to be able to sell houses they have records of who those people are even then yeah and that's still you're crossing like a, a moral line there that i'm like you know just because it is public information doesn't mean you blast those those things, man. That just seems like it, it just adds to the argument that what you're doing is malicious. Yeah. It's, it's not good, man. So I'm, I'm glad to see Taylor Lorenz getting a few comeuppance. I know Tucker Carlson has been vocal about her in the past, and he is vocal about her once again. Roaster. Roaster, bro. Because, honestly, she deserves to be roasted, man. If, if you're somebody that is willing to th- to – expose somebody's home address and their business license and go fuck yourself yeah, you're man. a piece of shit you're a piece of shit so I'm, I'm glad to see it for one and you know i don't think it's going to stop her though i don't think oh I'm, absolutely yeah. not yeah she she's just getting more and more followers because, you know now tim cast has targeted her yeah so she has to continue to do what she's doing because she's fighting against the forces of evil you know of tim cast yeah so because Tim Cast is just horrible. It's horrific. So bad. What they're doing. I mean, yeah. yeah. Tim Poole is an evil son of a bitch. <laughs> one, to, one to make a piece of land called Free Domestan. He's a horrible piece of horrible. shit, Tim Cast. Yeah. Creator of the, the YouTube sensation, Chicken City. It's ridiculous. It's, it's so ridiculous, and yet. Tim Poole's targeting so me. Awesome. It's ridiculous. I can't. Tim Poole and Jeremy Boring, who's so Jewish, he wears a fucking key around his neck he's, all of the time. He's a Christian. 
Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> What's the fucking key about then? It's a. It's a. It's I thought the key was a Jewish thing. No, it, it's a. It's like a Christian thing. I I, I had to Google it once upon a time, and it, yeah, it's like Word. some kind of right. Christian deal. But correct yeah. me. So religious, he wears a key around his neck. There you go. It was there Jewish you go. Thing, but I'm here for it because I remember <laughs> there is a sect of Judaism, whether it be Hasidic or uh, what do they what do they call that? There's a bunch of sects, man. I don't, I don't know, yeah, but they yeah, get yeah. deep. The Orthodox, the yeah, Hasidic, yeah, Orthodox. And, yeah. So that, like, they wear a key. They can't do work, you know, on Saturdays, right? And so one of the things is like you can't carry things like a burden, and so so they don't have keys in their pockets. They'll wear it on a string, like on their pants or around their neck. And so that's what I assumed that it was. Was that he was like, I'm mad Jewy, so I wear this key around my neck. The immortal key. Yeah, see, yeah, I don't have time to get into that. There's, no. you got to do some digging, but either it's, way, yeah, he's either way. mad religious and Hardcore. he wears a key around his neck relating to the religion. Yes. We're still split at Soto Streets whether or not it's a Jew thing or a Christian thing, but we'll we'll find out and we'll get back to you on it. But, uh, I, yeah, because I feel like uh, I'm sure you're right. They've joked about it a few times on backstage, like. You know they've got they've got a Jewish guy, they've got a Christian guy, they've got a Catholic guy, okay. and they, they and they have a a a reformed um, Jewish guy, and that's in Andrew Clavin. He he used to be Jewish, and now he's like Christian or whatever. Word. Michael knows is the is like the Catholic guy, and yeah, it's a whole deal. He's but. religious as fuck. It's really what the point is. Yes. So I don't think that they're targeting Taylor Lorenz to try and get her family hurt. It's no, really man. what I'm getting at, regardless no. of what the religion. This is 100 percent about journalistic journalistic ethics. Yeah. And the in the holding of an institution accountable for the damage that they do. Because the institutions generally are protected because of the, their their size, and so you get individuals in there that write hit pieces that do, you know, terrible smear pieces and stories like that just spread f- blatant falsehoods and stuff like this. But they're protected from fr- by the institutional power of the institution that they work for, and this is the first time in a while that an institution is incapable of defending itself or its employee right. as some form of institutional power has decided to band together and fight back. And they don't like that. It's the first time they've had their shit kicked in in a very long time. And even though it's just a stupid little billboard in Times Square, and I'm kind of questionable about where it is in Times Square, um, just looking, because I've been in Times Square so many times, I'm like, well, where exactly is it? It's not like one of the big main ones. They got this thing on the cheap, I think, comparatively. But but still, it's there. And it's it's there. It's that's that is an institutional attack against another institution, and I'm I'm here for it, man. I am here for it because journalism has been so bad over the last you know decade, essentially. At, at the people can argue it goes back forever, and who knows? But like it is objectively worse today than it has ever been in history, and at least in America. And to see somebody finally fight back against an institution that claims to be, you know, the protector of democracy and, and democracy truth. Democracy dies in darkness. You know, yeah. it, it's finally about time that somebody is able right. to fight back. And I'm a huge fucking fan of it. I love it. It's, yeah. Taylor Lorenz, man. Go back, read some of those articles if you have a VPN so you don't have to pay for the subscriptions. <laughs> but, you know, if you have to pay for a VPN to do that, they're not worth reading. But they are just terrible. I think I told you last night, too, like the commentary boys have talked about him a few times back, like in the Sura Mamari days, back when he was on there. It, 
there's been a few times that sh- her name has come up for hit pieces that she's written. But, but okay. yeah, but fuck her. That's that's where I'm at. I'm not into it. Screw her. Um, so the last topic that we have here in the grab bag is one that I found late. Right? It is this Missouri. They're calling it a gender affirming care ban for adults. Missouri right? lawmakers consider extending proposed ban on. So yeah. it's it's a they're considering extending yep. proposed ban. So we'll we'll read part of this article here. Um, this is from the Hill. The Hill's pretty good. Um, Missouri lawmakers this week, while debating a bill seeking a re- to restrict access to gender-affirming care for minors, suggested access to medical interventions like hormones be withheld from transgender and non-binary individuals until at least their 25th birthday. During a public hearing Thursday for Missouri's House Bill 2649, Lori Haynes, a psychologist, testified that she believes young adults under the age of 25 are unable to fully comprehend the dramatic and drastic and irreparable changes their bodies will undergo if they receive gender-affirming medical treatments like puberty blockers or hormone therapies. Haynes on Thursday also said she supported conversion therapy. Um, I will obviously look more into this as a grab-back topic. It's something that came up very, very late, so this is this. Um, medical research has suggested that the prefrontal cortex, the part of the brain responsible, I say that, I want to pause for a second, I say that about the conversion therapy because people also like tie uh, Tulsa Gabbard to conversion therapy because like her dad did that or whatever, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. So just so I'm not, I don't know that that's true about this woman and I have not read her comments nor have I read this bill. But this is an article that I saw someone that I follow on Instagram that I went to school with who identifies as like non-binary or some such shit shared this and it had obviously been adjusted because it said the wrong state in the article that it said that it was Arkansas originally and I tried to look that up and that's not a thing this is happening in Missouri not Arkansas so the the image had obviously been adjusted which seems very weird because this is happening in one state but not the one they talked about so that's so that's such a weird thing to get wrong very weird um Medical research has suggested that the prefrontal cortex, the part of the brain responsible for executive function like decision-making, is not fully developed until roughly the age of 25. Currently, the bill, which is officially titled the Save Adolescents from Experimentation Act, or the SAFE Act, only applies... (laughs) Acronyms. They're good, man. They're good. Uh. Only applies to individuals younger than 18 years old. Missouri physicians and health care providers under the bill would be prevented from providing or recommending (coughs) gender-affirming care to patients who are minors. On Thursday, Representative Nick Schroer argued that the legislature had previously invoked brain maturity in deciding whether the state should raise the age for being charged as an adult in criminal cases from 17 to 18. Hmm. The brains of especially males are still developing into their 20s, and I don't understand why that's not part of the discussion here. It's an argument made by lawmakers and officials in other conservative states, and Florida's health department this week said gender-affirming care in any form, including social transition, should not be made available to children younger than 18 years old, citing brain maturity. Other research has found gender-affirming interventions can improve the mental health and well-being of transgender and non-binary people into adulthood. No shit, we talked about that a few weeks ago. A recent study published in the Journey of American Medicine. um, So that's fine. There's another article that I have here that I will, I can send to you if you want, that has an interview with a person named Lawrence um, who served in the military and now lives in Missouri and is 23 and is, will be unable to transition under this law so that's the reason that i wanted to bring it up because we've talked about this before i think we've both agreed that under 18 is not a good idea as far as medical transition goes i don't 
I think it's up to the parents whether or not you want to socially transition your child. I obviously believe that parents should be deeply involved in all of this. Um, but let's see, this is from a person named Lawrence. Um, at 23 years old, Lawrence is a veteran sergeant of the U.S. military and holds a bachelor's degree in English literature, English language and literature from Webster University in Missouri, for which he was permitted as a teenager to borrow thousands of dollars from the government. But I'm still not developed enough to decide what name and pronouns I want to use. It's still, it just doesn't add up. In an interview, Lawrence said he feels as though his journey differs from the typical transgender narrative and growing up, he didn't mind wearing dresses and had similar interests to those of his sisters, but something always felt off. Um, so anyway, he enlisted when he was 17 and he found or realized at 19 that he was transgender and identifies as such, right? So he's, he's worked, he's been in the military. He's served in the military. He's a, he's a veteran. He's a sergeant and he's not as he's an adult and he could potentially not be allowed to do what he wants with his own body. So that's mm. why I wanted to bring this up with you because this to me crosses a line. If, yeah. if you're old enough, not only to serve in the military, but to buy cigarettes, to buy alcohol, to buy a gun, to do all the things except transition to a different gender. What do, why is this the line that we're setting? If they're not able to make executive decisions until they're 25, then why are they allowed to drink, smoke, or join the military before that? Yeah. So I struggle to understand the justification for this if we're allowing all of these other things except for this. This strikes me as an obviously partisan yes thing to be going after so i wanted to get your take on it obviously yeah my my take is essentially this i I don't not into it like i i understand people's concern because i do i do understand that like yeah the brain doesn't fully it doesn't the brain's adult age is not 18 like ours is like our our legislative adult age is 18 like that's not biology is going to do what biology is going to do if it takes that long it takes that long to to have a fully formed frontal prefrontal cortex that's how long it takes man like i don't i don't understand what what we're talking about here that's just what it is i don't if we if the law is at 18 you are an adult you are responsible as an adult therefore legally you just get to do whatever it is that is legal in the united states at that point like whatever you can do as an adult you can do and by denying somebody gender affirming care until 25 that right. just it just it's it's kind of i don't it's definitely not as arbitrary as this but like you know you can't rent a car until you're 25 like why why is that the case right is there studies backing that i'd be interested to know why they picked 25 maybe it's just statistics and you know you know how fucking driving insurance right. and stuff works but you know if Maybe that's just a total coincidence that 25 lines up there. But I, I don't know what we're talking about. You're an insurance. adult, man. You yeah. are a full-grown adult that can go to jail for the rest of your life for fucking up bad enough. Why can you not have gender-affirming surgery if that's what you want to do and you have the ability to do it? Then this this crosses the line to me. This is not – you know, I might have my own personal beliefs and whether or not it's a good or bad idea. Right. But I don't – you know, you do you, man. And I'm, I'm stuck on, I'm stuck on the military aspect, right? That at 18 you can enlist, and we can ask you to discern whether or not you should kill or not kill a civilian yeah. or, or a combatant from 100, 200, 300 yards away. 
but yeah. we're not going to let you decide what you want to do with your own genitals. Yeah. That seems ridiculous to me. You know, it's already ridiculous enough, the drinking thing that you can, yes. the same thing that you can decide whether or not you should kill or not kill another human being at 18 years old. Yeah. And we're totally fine with that. But you should not buy a six pack of beer when you come home. Yeah, that is fucked up and that. wrong. You're morally a bad wrong. That's very weird to me. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I have big issue with this. And I think this is a good especially for liberty-minded people this mm. is a good like crossing point to to in general discussion to display people like i i'm on i'm not on board with this mm -hmm. you know i'm not anti-trans i'm not on board with this i'm not on, i'm not on board with taking people's rights away yeah. but i want children to be protected because they don't have the ability to comprehend and consent yeah. right but like you said if we've decided that at 18 you have the ability to comprehend and consent then that should be the baseline for all of this stuff. We yeah. shouldn't wait three more years. I don't know how much more mature I was when I was eight, 21 before I was 18. Yeah. I don't think there was like that big of a difference. I don't know, you know? if I was, um, I, I might've been less mature it, at 21. There's a good, you know what I mean? Yeah, there's good potential for that. So <laughs> yeah, I'm bothered by the, I'm very bothered by this. Well, let me ask you a question then. Cause essentially we're talking about an argument about your prefrontal cortex being like a line of some kind, right? Like, what are your thoughts on, like, why is the arbitrary date of being 18 a legal adult? Like, should, maybe it should be 25. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I don't when, know. I don't know when 18 was decided. I don't know yeah. enough about, like, the legal history of that to know when the age of 18 was decided to be legit. Because yeah. it seems odd. It seems, maybe just because that's when you graduate high school. I don't know. Yeah, if, right? I'm sure that had something to do with it. I probably I did, yeah. Suppose. I mean, it's a, it's a corollary that one could make. So it's a coincidence. So I don't know, but yeah, I'm 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 disturbed by it. Yeah. You know, yeah. This this to me crosses a line into a grown adult's individual liberties to, yeah. like I said, control and autonomy over their own body. That's yeah. that's. Not I mean, if we're gonna do you go to jail forever at 18, then we're doing you could do whatever you want at 18, man. I'd be curious if you could get an abortion at 18 years old in Missouri. You know what I'm saying? If yeah. you can get an abortion. You're going to tell me you can't decide what you want to do with your own body yet? That seems weird to me, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I don't, I'm not, I'm not into it, man. I don't, I don't quite, I, I, and I don't like it when people make these, these convoluted arguments when they're talking about, you know, what essentially is a transgender affirming surgery. It's already tied to, you know, people under 18. Why is it now all of a sudden you're going to try to tie it to another age? That really, it's it's kind of like your bias is showing, dude. I mean, you're talking about legal adults here, and you're saying, actually, well, uh, at that case, you're making an argument that the age of adulthood shouldn't be till 25, because if that if you can't consent to gender affirming surgery after a legal adult, what are you actually talking about? You're just saying that you can't do that until I'm, you know, a biological adult. That's the argument you're making. Is you're right. At 25, you're an adult because your prefrontal cortex is fully formed. Well, if that's the, then what else are we not doing until we're 25? That's what you need to talk about is when you're a legal adult. Because right now you're telling a certain sect of people that are legal adults that they cannot. How would how would I tie that to that? Um, they can't they can't perform something that is within their complete, you know, constitutional right to do. Right. Like it doesn't. That doesn't make any sense at all. You, your bias is showing, and it makes me not trust your argument anymore. Yeah. And, and it's a shame because there's, there's an argument to be had about that entire 
the entire issue. We'll just yeah. say it doesn't matter how old you are, but but it's it's a shame. Um, so that is all I have as far as the grab bag goes. I have a little bit of sports that we can hit, and then we can go. So if you're ready, then we can. I'm ready sports. for. I just I just tried to like make I'm my so four sorry. in there. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it works. We can do it again. It's okay. I'm over it, to be honest. <laughs> no, so just some quick hits on sports. The draft is going on right now, the NFL draft, obviously. Um, and so there was two kind of big trades that happened in the first round. A.J. Brown from the Tennessee Titans got traded to the Eagles. And Hollywood Brown from the Baltimore Ravens got traded to Arizona. So Arizona's wide receiver core is absolutely insane now. They have A.J. Green, they have DeAndre Hopkins, they have Hollywood Brown, they have Rondell Moore. It is absolutely insane. Um, That's a powerhouse. They're building some. Yes, that's Arizona wants a ring right now. And yeah. if you think about who is left in that division, right? The Seahawks are an absolute wash, so that's that's done for. But you have San Francisco, who looks like they're trying to do something or they're trying to rebuild. They're not sure yet. And then L.A. L.A. just won the Super Bowl. They're an absolute fucking powerhouse. Yeah. So if Arizona wants to win, they have to win right now. They've got to take the ring right now and build a better squad than L.A. and go for it. So I think that's what they're going for. So I'm interested to see what Arizona does this year. They're going to absolutely fucking mollywop the Seahawks. It's going to be molly to watch. Yes. So molly wop. is a dick slap. Um, oh wow. Yeah. That's that's intense. like a throwback term. Jordan's going to hear that and she's going to say, "Oh, that's hilarious." Yeah, molly wop. Um, so oh, must be a Bremerton thing. I don't know. It's got to be. A yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> Um, and then we can go over the Seahawks draft picks really quick because they actually made some draft picks this year. In round one, they actually picked in the first round and they picked an offensive tackle. Whoa! I, I know, I know. It's like they're actually trying to improve the team. That seems like a, a good investment. It's like they're actually trying to improve the team. Um, wow. So they picked an offensive tackle for Mississippi State, Charles Cross, who actually looked like he's going to be very good. First round, obviously, number nine overall. Round two, they picked Boye Mafe, a linebacker from Minnesota. Seven sacks in 2021. He looks good. And then the second pick in round two, Kenneth Walker the third. He's a running back from Michigan, Michigan State. We're trying to obviously get some shit going. So mm. let's see round three, Abraham Lucas, an offensive tackle from Washington State. I like that. Um, round four, Kobe Bryant, a cornerback from Cincinnati. Round five, Tariq Woolen, a corner from Texas San Antonio. Round five, Tyreek Smith, a DN from Ohio State. Round seven, Bo Melton, a wide receiver from Rutgers. Another round seven, Derek Derek Young, a wide receiver from Lenore. Lenore Ryan. I've never even heard Lenore of Lenore Ryan? Yeah. So there mm. you go. 22, 2022 is shaping up nicely. We'll see how it goes. I always do like those, uh, like the, the draft picks that come from schools that you're like, wait, what is that? Yeah. Because that means they probably don't have like an epic football program going on there, but obviously he caught the eye of somebody, so he might be somebody to watch. And that's why, that's what we shine the most. Yeah. Is between like rounds three and five. You know, we get real talent. John Schneider and Pete Carroll traditionally have been very good at finding talent in the later rounds. So we've got most of the Legion of Boom, you know, is in the late rounds. Yeah. So I'm curious about how that offensive tackle is going to work. Yeah. God, if there's one thing the Seahawks have always needed is a, a strong O-line. And we got two tackles. So I'm very interested yeah. to see how that works out. So, How often do people pick up like an offensive tackle for the uh, their first round draft pick? Um, it's pretty common, but there's yeah. only like a couple usually. You know, there's not a ton of them that are out there. There's a few that are very good, usually coming from SEC schools. So... Him coming from... SEC is a college division. Southeastern Conference, yeah. Okay. 
Um, so him coming from Mississippi State, that's good. That's a good thing. Exciting. Yeah. We so, need a good year, man. Yes. Do you have anything else that you want to throw into this? No. Cool. I'm no, not trying to rush. I have to pee so bad. That is we'll hit it. We'll quit it, baby. Um, so the closing line that I have this week is actually from Ronald Reagan's remarks on the East-West relations at the Brandenburg Gate in West Berlin. Interesting. Yes, this is from 1987. Huh, so, that's the year I was born. Well, there you go. Happy birthday, Colin. And yesterday was Trenton's birthday, so happy birthday, Happy Trenton. birthday, Trenton. Yes. So let's see here. Um, in West Germany and in here in Berlin, there took place an economic miracle, the Worcestershire Adener, Erhand, and Reuter, and other leaders understood the practical importance of liberty, that just as truth can flourish only when the journalist is given freedom of speech, so prosperity can come o- about only when the farmer and business- businessman enjoy economic freedom. Amen to that. That's, that's good. The farmer and the businessman. Exactly. I'm into it. So with that... Well, thank you, everyone. You guys have a fantastic weekend. Yes. We will Please see you later. do. Bye. Bye, everyone. Welcome to the salt of the streets. Coming at you every week. With this food for thought, hope you're ready to eat everything.